I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. They have 
that provoked me to anger with all the work of their hands. Therefore, my wrath will be kindled against this place, and it will not be quenched. But as to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, regarding the words that you have heard, because your heart was penitent, and you humbled yourself before the Lord, when you heard how I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they should become a desolation and a curse, and because you have torn your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you, says the Lord. Therefore, I will gather you to your ancestors, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes shall not see all the disaster that I will bring on this place. They took the message back to the king. Then the king directed that all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem should be gathered to him. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him went all the people of Judah, all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping his commandments, his decrees, and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. All the people joined in the covenant. We do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Last week, I, I, could, I was paying very close attention to the impeachment trials going on in the, in the House, the uh, House Intelligence Committee. And we're standing at another crucial moment in our national history. Congress is investigating the President of the United States for bribery and extortion, among other things. And the House Intelligence Committee chairman, Adam Schiff, expressed grave concern over the testimony that was provided by key witnesses. Meanwhile, ranking member Devin Nunes maintains that the impeachment hearings are an attempt to overthrow legitimate government by House Democrats. The only thing that both sides seem to agree on is that no one is above the law. Now, the law that was given through Moses with its commandments, its blessings for obedience, and its curses for disobedience resembles the suzerain vassal treaties of the ancient Near East. After God overthrew Pharaoh as Israel's Lord, God promised Israel land in exchange for loyalty. Israel agreed to the terms of the law. Embracing God as their king. Loyalty would be rewarded with abundant life, while disloyalty would be punished with deportation and bondage. God ruled in Israel and Judah by way of the covenant law. It appears that the scroll discovered by the high priest Hilkiah contained the law given through Moses along with its blessings and its curses. King Josiah believed the words of the scroll when he heard them, and he tore his clothes in grief. 
it quickly became apparent that Josiah's own grandfather, Manasseh, misled God's people to do more evil than had ever been done in the land. The charges against him included supporting competing worship sites, building altars to created things, remodeling God's temple with images and altars to foreign gods, sacrificing a child redeemed by God to a foreign god for a favor, consulting magicians, shedding blood unjustly, and treating the land's vulnerable inhabitants with contempt. Josiah and all Judah could not escape the consequences of Manasseh's sin. Judah violated in the worst way the oath that their ancestors swore before God. They were impeached by the scroll and convicted by their ancestors' faithlessness. God's judgment would be executed at the hands of Babylon within a century. It's difficult to see what judgment, if any, will come out of the impeachment hearings. While we agree that no one is above the law, we fundamentally disagree about who has transgressed the law and how. Democrats and Republicans fought for control over the emerging narrative during the impeachment proceedings. They took turns asking pointed questions, challenging testimony, praising witnesses or attacking their credibility. The winner would earn the right to denounce sin and hand out judgment. The winner would earn the privilege of shaping our national narrative. The power to shape narrative is the power to control how others see themselves, how others see their neighbors, their enemies, and the world. There are many forces in this world that are fighting for such power in our lives. Every TV show we watch, every video game that we play, and every news segment that we are exposed to influences us to see the world in particular ways. The stories that we immerse ourselves in powerfully shape our understanding of righteousness, sin, justice, and judgment. We will enjoy freedom and abundant life as long as we remain grounded in the true narrative of God's salvific work in history. If we resist the truth, we give ourselves in bondage to false narratives that are not of God. Josiah rediscovered the narrative of God's saving work in the scroll from the temple, a narrative that the people no longer valued. His profound grief over Judah's unfaithfulness moved God to speak. The prophetess Huldah bore the comforting word of the Lord to Josiah. Thus says the Lord, because your heart was penitent and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard how I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they should become a desolation and a curse. And because you have torn your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you. 
I will gather you to your ancestors, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes shall not see the disaster that I will bring on this place. God's saving work moved Josiah so powerfully that he launched an international reformation. He renewed the covenant with the Lord. He tore down and defiled competing worship sites in the Assyrian land formerly known as Israel. He stripped the Lord's temple of objects that were holy to other gods. He drove out other gods' priests. He took a wrecking ball to the living quarters which were dedicated to the male temple prostitutes and to the servants of Asherah. In short, he led God's people to do more righteousness than had been done in the land since the time of King David. The rediscovered narrative of salvation and the living word of the Lord spoken through Huldah transformed Judah, at least for a little while. I wonder how the gospel and God's living word in our mouths might do the same. We might begin with an affirmation of baptism. Then we might bring the gospel into prayerful engagement with the other narratives that are being spun. Whatever is inconsistent with the gospel will be burned away as with purifying fire. Whatever agrees with the gospel will remain and flourish with the fruit of abundant life. The gospel reshapes our narratives in powerful ways. It transforms the way that we relate to ourselves. It transforms the way that we relate to our neighbors. It transforms the way that we relate to our world. It even transforms the way that we relate to our enemies. While the winner of the impeachment proceedings will earn the right to denounce sin and hand out judgment, We know that sin and judgment have already fallen on Christ. While the winner of the impeachment proceedings will earn the privilege of shaping our national narrative, we know the true story of our national narrative is hidden with Christ. He is the source of our life, no matter what happens in the coming days. The good works he created us for in baptism continue to be our calling and our way of life in this world. While no one is above the law, no one, no one is beneath the gospel. No life is too broken and no sinner is beyond redemption. Salvation has been accomplished for all in Jesus Christ. No exceptions. True transformation comes when we stop resisting God's narrative and begin prayerfully cooperating with it. God's claim on us in Christ is firm. God's promises to us in Christ are sure. Christ is King. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. 
For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.stTimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.